1: to Layers of Communication with your host, Lydia Taggart. Life presents experiences that add layers to who we are and how we see the world, affecting how we communicate. Lydia is here to take apart the layers and create new ways to connect and build relationships. So now, please welcome the host of Layers of Communication, your core boss, Lydia Taggart.
2: Welcome to Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart, and we're listening on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. Welcome to today. There is a really awesome show coming out. I'm really excited. It might be out already, but it's called Wrinkle in Time. And we're talking today about the layer of time and how that interacts with our relationships. So Wrinkle in Time was my favorite book growing up. I didn't read much. I wasn't a big reader, which is really crazy because just last week my teachers actually told me they recommended a, we ground our kids from reading their books because they just can't get out of the book and come back to class. So I didn't wasn't a big reader. And my teacher, I believe it was in fourth grade, my teacher read the class, Wrinkle in Time. And it was so amazing. I just loved the idea of being able to take time as a linear kind of, like if it was a piece of paper and you fold it and you just hop across to a different part of time. And so I'm really excited for that book to come out. Or that movie to come out, the book's already out for many, many years. And we actually have two copies of it in our home because my kids are readers, and that's one that I thought that they needed to know about. So, um, time, this concept of being able to fold it and go from place to place, wouldn't that be amazing if you could just skip through time and wrinkle it and bend it and make it obey you and stuff like that? Well, I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> I really want to know how to do that. And um, you know, having six kids under the age of four, well, my oldest had just turned four when the quads were born. So that a lot of people are like, how did you do that? Where do you find the time for all those kids, right? And so this has been kind of a thing that I've tried to study a little bit. But um, I didn't do it alone. That's my first Answer every time. I'm not a one man show thing here. I'm, I'm not doing it by myself. I had a team. I have a husband that's amazing. I have all these helpers coming in and helping. But we can't always have someone there for us. And I had this idea that I could just do it anyway, right? One day I really wanted to go to the grocery store by myself. There wasn't any problems. There was nothing wrong. We didn't need anything, really. We weren't out of milk or anything like that. And even if we were, I could have waited. But for some reason, I just had it in me that I had to get out of the house, and I had to get out right now. And so I called a few people. Nobody was available to come and take care of the kids. So I just thought, oh, I'll just take them all with me anyway. No big deal. We'll just go to the grocery store. And so I did. And that was a miserable mom moment miserable mom mom moment Um, I actually had one of the kids fall out of the basket and uh, (laughs) that's never a good thing right it was okay didn't have any big problems or anything but I as a mom felt so bad like why didn't I just wait why didn't I ask someone to schedule a time instead of can you come right now why didn't I just say let's make a plan and go, I don't know, an hour or two later, or the next day, or, you know, I just, I had this cabin fever that I had to go right now. And sometimes we get that little bug in our pants that we have to do something immediately, right now. And time is not our friend in that moment, really, right? We, we get impatient and anxious and something might happen like you let the kid fall out of the grocery basket. Uh, lucky for me, there were other people in the store already that I knew, that that heard the baby crying and came to my rescue. And then three of us went shopping together instead of just me by myself. And they they were great, and I loved that. But you need to have a plan and a team and get over ourselves, right? Maybe if I had not had that need to go immediately. It would have been a different story, right? It wouldn't have had anybody falling on their head. And so, and really nothing bad happened. They were okay. They just, they're resilient. Kids are pretty good at being resilient. We all are a lot more resilient than we think we are. And we forget that, that we also are resilient. But here's another thing about time. When they were going to kindergarten, right, You're supposed to be thinking stuff like, oh, no, my baby's growing up. Oh, stuff like that. You're supposed to stand out there and cry because they're leaving. And I was not doing that. I was so excited. Woohoo! I'm going to have two and a half hours without the kids. I can get so much done in two and a half hours. I had been trying to chunk my stuff into 15 minutes or five minutes and just they're sitting quiet for a minute, I can fold a basket of laundry in five minutes if I'm really fast and focused. And my mindset, my perspective was two and a half hours is a lot of 15 minute chunks. I can get so much done. Other moms were there saying goodbye to their little babies. Oh, they're growing up and they're crying. And and other moms were there just like, Oh, dear, what am I going to do now? I only have two and a half hours. That's not enough time for a show and a shower. I can't get anything done in such a short amount of time. Uh, That's fascinating to me that we can have such a varied perspective on what time is for us and what can we do in that 15 minutes or that two and a half hours or even those five minutes, right? Well, the truth is, I went home and I sat down. I was like, "Oh, I can do laundry. I can do dishes. I could do this and that and the other. And I could even mop the floor. I don't think I mopped the floor, if I remember right. I don't. I don't think I mopped the floor. But I sat there and I thought of all the many, many options that I could do in this two and a half hours." And I wanted to do it all on the first day. It didn't matter, they were gonna be in kindergarten a whole school year, and I was gonna have two and a half hours like every day. I needed to try and get it all done in the one day, because I had the time right then, and I knew I had the time, and I really, really wanted to use my time effectively. But what happened was I just sat there and got overwhelmed because I couldn't decide which thing was the highest priority. And I actually just sat there and did nothing for two and a half hours. I was, it was pretty crazy, but I got to try it again the next day. And I think I did a load of laundry, but it was not what I envisioned for my two and a half hours of super productivity time. You know, it was was not relaxing because I was frustrated with myself that I wasn't using my time effectively And do you get into those modes too, where you get down on yourself? You're like, oh, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're just sitting here or you're doing something else. You could be doing something more important or better. And what's the priority and how do we decide the priority? And does it really matter if we have a priority and an outline? So many times, I will make a plan and I'll take so much time trying to make the plan and see how it fits with everybody else's plan that I run out of time to actually implement and do the plan. And I know that's funny, right? But I think that's a common thing that we, we plan and then we give up because, oh, it's not worth taking the time to make a plan because I never implement the plan. And we just get down on ourselves. We really shouldn't. We really shouldn't do that. We can find a way to make that wrinkle in time kind of thing where it's a perspective that we can bend. We're going to have an awesome talk with our friend Michelle today. Michelle Lewis has found some really super tips, super awesome tips that she's going to share with us after the break. I'm so excited to have her. So... um. We're going to take that break now. You're listening to BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. This is Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. I'm so excited you're here today. Stay close.
0: The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 B.C. when the Sumerians invented the first written language, and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C., Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net.
2: Welcome back to Layers of Communication. We're listening on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Today we're talking about time, and I'm so excited to have our guest, Michelle Lewis, join us. Let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. After a few years, or excuse me, a lot of years, after years of crazy life and wondering how to fit it all in, I know we all feel that way, right? Michelle Lewis found some secrets to life. Mother to six, homeschooled, business at a home to take care of, looking for a sweetheart, writing books, and more. Like all of us, her plate was full, and she couldn't figure out what to take off of her plate and didn't know how to make her plate larger. The real secret is to become friends with time and get some, uh, uh, some awesome clarity on what you want. And she's going to share with us some of her tips on how to become real friends with time. We we might think that time is our friend if we've been working on it for a while. She's going to help us really get there. As powerful creators, each of us has the power to have as much time as we want. Time is an illusion, like we're talking about with that wrinkle in time. It's kind of an illusion Time will stretch and bend at your will. Michelle's happy to share with you and me some of how she has worked with the time to create new life experience. And I am really, really excited to see, Michelle, how we've turned this wrinkle in time idea into a reality that we can actually work with time and, and be friends with it. So all right, welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here.
3: Thank you. I'm super excited to be here.
2: So, um, how? go ahead,
3: tell us, how did you
2: become an expert on being friends with time?
3: Oh, well, first of all, I have been fighting time for most of my life, like all of us have experienced, at least at some point in time. <laughs> I, like I said, I was a mother of six kids. I was five of them born in six years, so they were all close together. Trying to get it all done and unlike you, I didn't get to send mine off to kindergarten because I chose to homeschool. And so trying to do that, trying to do business, trying to work around everybody's different ideas of what needs to happen. And I would hear, I would study, I'm like, Oh, you need to set a schedule and I'd try that and oh my gosh, that was so exhausting and nothing ever went on schedule. Nothing. <laughs> it's exhausting. Oh. <laughs> I it hear you there. It's very exhausting. And then I looked at the whole time-chunking idea, and that just didn't even work for me because I'm like, yeah, my kids are going to cooperate. Hey, Mom's chunk of time doesn't belong to you right now. It didn't work. It didn't work for me. I know it works for some people, but it didn't work for me. So I kept looking, and I kept looking. And my aunt, she would do this thing where she would work with time-bending it and everything, and she could make it a two-hour drive in an hour. And I'm like, how in the world do you do that? And I just – I still – don't have the exact how on how to do that, but I don't need to know how. I just need to know what I want and have time be my friend. And so that's what I've done. I I just was determined. I'm like, I need to be doing my work. And in doing that, just being so clear, like it's no more about looking for my work. I'm doing my work. I came across a book that was exactly what I needed to read. And it had a phrase in there that I tweaked just a little bit for me. Um, their phrase was, I have exactly the right amount of time to enjoy everything I am doing. And mm-hmm. I changed it a little bit because I wanted to have plenty of time, not just exactly the right amount of time. So my power phrase is, I have plenty of time to enjoy everything I am doing. I love that power phrase. It
2: really does give us a sense of power, a personal power that we have plenty of time, plenty of time. Mm
3: -hmm. And how do you define plenty of time? You know, it really depends. It depends on what it is you're doing. One of the hugest things, and you talked a lot about this in your first segment, was that like one of the things that we get caught up in is needing to have everything done right now we get caught up in that overwhelm and when we allow ourselves to recognize that we have plenty of time we don't need to do it all right now yes and and that really takes that overwhelm away that we have
2: more Uh, than just that one day to do it i mean really if we're working on something consistently, then we don't need to worry about if we run out of time, if we're doing it.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, are there any one of the
3: things that I learned from this? <laughs> yeah. So it was a
2: great book. It came to you at just the right time. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I know there's a lot of myths about time and, and relationships with time. What are some of the biggest common myths that you see around time? Other than there's just not enough, I think that's the thing that I hear the very most. What else do you hear?
3: I hear a lot of people saying time's running getting faster, and like, and the older you get, the faster time goes. And I think those are complete myths. Yeah.
2: What What do you think instead? It's just there. If I'm thinking about the wrinkle in time kind of perspective that it's like a piece of paper and you walk along it and you can move through it and bend it and whatnot, then it doesn't really go anywhere.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's one of the myths, that time is linear. We think that time Mm -hmm. is linear and it's a set amount of time that you that an hour is a set amount of time. But if you have ever been enjoying something, you know that time flies. And when you're bored out of your mind, time goes really slow. And yet it's the same amount of time. So if time was linear, then you wouldn't feel different about it. But what time really is is more about your perception of it. So the more you can enjoy it, you're not going to have boring times. But also if you believe you have plenty of it, you're not going to find out, oh, that moment's over and I still wanted to stay in it. You get to take that joy with you and you can extend how long you enjoy feeling it.
2: That is that's a really different perspective from most people in the world that it's not linear. That's a really different perspective. So the key would be to enjoy it. Is that what you're saying mm-hmm. So I how think so. even
3: washing dishes mm-hmm. like you you know, like you mentioned um i wa- I watched you recently talk or heard you recently talk about washing dishes. I have you no, know, maybe it was somebody else sorry. Anyway, I have a lot dishes, of dishes. Some <laughs> people don't enjoy it. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> some people don't enjoy it and some people do, but you know what? When you realize that you have plenty of time to enjoy it, you can choose joy and you're not thinking about all of the other things you're not doing while you're washing your dishes because you have plenty of time to enjoy what you're doing. Yes.
2: Um, I actually have seen some studies done about doing dishes that it's calming and relaxing. It's like a stress reliever if you treat it the the right way with the respect that doing dishes deserves. And um, it can be a real calming influence, not just having clean dishes in a clean kitchen, kitchen, but the act of doing the dishes can be a stress reliever too. I thought that was fascinating that you can find joy in these little The mundane tasks can be
4: uh,
2: beneficial, very beneficial. Um, My husband usually takes over the dishes. He's so efficient. Oh, my goodness. He's so efficient at doing dishes. I get distracted easily. (laughs) So I think that distractions affect our time as well. Maybe after the break, we can discuss how distractions interact with our time and our relationships and how to enjoy our time better, even if we have distractions. Okay, we're going to take that break now. You're listening to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. This is Layers of Communication, and we're visiting with Michelle Lewis about time. Stay close.
0: Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference.
1: the realization of your dreams by making them a reality based in quebec canada joanne is also a space coach using social media and skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world contact joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca 819-360-3266 now is your time
2: Welcome back to Layers of Communication on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. You can find us at LydiaTaggart.com, and uh, if you want to send in questions, you can email there at Lydia at LydiaTaggart.com, or you can call in, we I'd love to have you call in and chat with us in person, voice to voice. That number is one 451 I'll tell you that one more time real quick. It's one 451 1451 Before the break, we're talking about doing dishes and having distractions and how the secret, the big secret to enjoying time or to having time be your friend is to enjoy it, right? How can we enjoy doing the dishes and how can we enjoy time when we're so distracted of so many other things that we can do? Michelle, what do you have for us on how to enjoy time? And what what do distractions have to do with our enjoyment level?
3: Mm, Well, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, the distraction part first. I have a friend that every time I come across something new, I send out the little thing to her, try this, try this, because I want to know if it works for somebody besides just me. Right. And so she was trying it one morning, and she just like, oh, she was joking. And she was like, I have plenty of time to enjoy sitting here on the couch holding it down. And (laughs) we're kind of laughing. But what happened was she's like, oh, it is okay to enjoy this moment. So she let go of some of the guilt. And when she let go Mm. of the guilt, she also ended up, she had some time to enjoy it. And within a couple of minutes, she was like, okay, I'm going to go enjoy doing this now. And instead of sitting there feeling guilty and then just kind of wallowing in it for a while, she was actually able to get her enjoyment out of that moment and move on.
2: That is beautiful.
3: I had a similar experience yesterday
2: with um, we ran out of chocolate chips. And that's kind of like a staple. Mm-hmm. You need to have chocolate chips in your house if you're going to ever make chocolate
3: Amen. chip
2: cookies, chocolate chip pancakes. Ch- chocolate chips are needed, right? We ran out of chocolate chips. And I guess we hadn't made cookies for a while. We've been doing other stuff or whatever. And so the, um, we collected all of the six lids from Halloween and I hid them in the cupboard so they could pretend that they were chocolate chips and so yesterday or the day before one of my kids comes over and he goes mom look at this there's all these cichlids they're just sitting here what are they doing and I said oh well I guess they're just sitting their mind in their own business and he (laughs) says can i have one and this wave of guilt came over me just like you're saying that i didn't make chocolate chip cookies with the sixlets yet and i was able to very quickly release that and go you know what those those candies are there to be eaten and enjoyed and why not we've got plenty of other siklet sixlets why not let him have one of the packages and so And then another kid comes and he goes, sixlets, he's eating sixlets, can I have some? So the pile disappeared pretty quickly. But, you know, it still served its purpose in the end because the purpose of having chocolate chip cookies is to feed my kids and let them have a treat. And so letting them eat the supplies that I had forgotten about, really, it served the same purpose. But we have that guilt in between somewhere that oh, I didn't do it the way it was supposed to be done. I got distracted. I forgot. And um, so I think that's that's a really beautiful thing to mm-hmm. just sit on the couch and be able to say, I am just going to enjoy this. I have plenty of time to sit here and just sit. So mm-hmm. um, go ahead. I, I I think I interrupted you a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, it's totally fine. It's wonderful. I, I totally agree. Those six lists were meant to bring your family joy. And, yes, you had one idea of how to do that, but your family chose into a different way, and it was perfect. And you have plenty. You can go get more six lists if you really still want to make those cookies.
2: Right. Or chocolate chip cookies might be easier. With <laughs> or you can get more chocolate <laughs> chips.
3: Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's just amazing. So besides enjoying your moment, that's one of the things is enjoying your moment. When you allow yourself to enjoy your moment, you get the fulfillment that you were looking for with your distraction. You also, one of the the reasons distractions come up is because you are so overwhelmed and you don't know what to do with next. When you understand you have plenty of time, it allows you the overwhelm to go away and you don't you don't feel like they're distractions or they, or a lot of the distractions don't even come up or you'll just choose, you know, I'm going to do this for this amount of time and get as much enjoyment as you can. And at the end of that time, you're a lot more ready and more willing to go out than you ever were before. Mm. Yes. I, I
2: really like how you say you're looking for a fulfillment that the distraction is coming in to try and fulfill something you're looking for Uh, that's mind-blowing I think for some of the distractions are not what we're looking for but really they kind of are we'll talk about that a little bit more after the break I'm Lydia Taggart on layers of communication we're talking with Michelle Lewis today about time and how to improve our relationship with time and really enjoy it you're listening on Tune in Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. You can call in at 1-866-451-1451. And, of course, you can find us at LydiaTaggart.com.
0: Stay close. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia daly is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly-Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com.
5: Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together, we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you.
0: Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701.
5: And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together.
2: Welcome back. You're listening on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host for Layers of Communication, Lydia Taggart. And you can call in if you'd like at 1-866-451-1451. We're visiting today with Michelle Lewis about time and distractions. Just before the break, she was sharing with us about how distractions are really coming to us to try and fulfill something that we need, and there's that overwhelm. And this is fascinating to me because I think that distractions contribute to that feeling of overwhelm, but they're coming because you're overwhelmed. So it's kind of a, oh. a weird scenario, Michelle. Can you tell us more about your thoughts on the distractions and how we can enjoy our time more?
3: Oh. Well, I think it is an interesting thing. We end up in a lot of catch-22s, and changing our perspective is an amazing way to get out of them. And so when you recognize that you have plenty of time and you're letting go of all the overwhelm, a distraction doesn't feel like a distraction anymore. And now it just feels like a choice. And so when it comes up, you can choose. Do I want to spend an hour on Facebook which will eventually turn into five or (laughs) do I want to work on my website or work on, you know, wash some dishes or spend some time with my family. And that's another thing is I used to feel guilt um, about spending my time with my family, even though that's what I really ultimately wanted was time with my family. I felt guilt because, and I felt like my family was a distraction, as sad as that sounds. But it was because I'm so caught up and I needed my things done for my business right now instead of recognizing that I have plenty of
2: time. Right. And I think that that's a common thing, too, that people who have families and are trying to do something else, we get that that family isn't what our goal is because we've already achieved a family and it's, it's kind of there already, but we're working towards a goal and we let our family time kind of slide and suffer. And we, I mean, I personally, so sad to say, but as part of what happened, I went through a period of time where I actually resented my kids because you know they were taking my entire life away and my identity and I actually had a lot of things to work through for that and now you know I love my family I appreciate them I love the time I get to be with them um my son this morning popped in for just a second I was close to starting the show and he's like are you busy and I'm like I'm almost I'm almost starting my show what do you need and he's like I just wanted to say hi I, oh well yeah. hi You know, um, it's just my relationship with my kids is in such a different place than when I was thinking that they were a distraction or resenting them, you know, and um, I think... If our perspective, like you're saying, if we can let them feel like it's a choice, I'm going to choose to work on my business. I'm going to choose to work on my family relationships. It's a choice of anything that we're going mm-hmm. to be distracted by. I love that. Love, love that. So this magic phrase that you have, I have plenty of time to enjoy whatever it is that I want to do. Yep. That has a lot of pieces in it. Uh, we've talked mm-hmm. a little bit about how it relieves the overwhelm. Um, what else does this phrase do for you? Do for all of us when we say, "I have plenty of time to enjoy."
3: Well, it helps. It helps us to jump into the perspective of abundance with time. Um, let go of some of that linear thinking. Um, obviously, it helps us to enjoy what we're doing. It helps us to let go of a lot of guilt a lot of doubt goes away when you really do have plenty of time. Another thing that it does is um I asked at the end of January how many people felt like the months flew by. Because for me, January felt like two or three months. It was incredible. I would look at the date only the fifteenth? Wow, I have it's been such a great month already. And whereas in the past it'd be like, dang, where'd the month go? But choosing to believe you have plenty of time, it just extends it. And by the end of the day, you're like, wow, I got so much in my day, and I enjoyed my day. I felt fulfilled. And those are some key things. Another powerful thing that came from this for me was um, I have been building websites for my retreat, my different retreats that I host. And I was getting pretty frustrated because some of my – um presenters weren't passing back they weren't giving me back the information I needed to put on my website and I was getting so frustrated with that. So I just finally started saying, I have plenty of time to build this page. I have plenty of time to build this page. And I just let it go and just allowed it to be and then the very next day all of my presenters sent, it, sent me everything I needed. So it All opened of them. up the place where I wasn't, oh, I know, I wasn't holding on so tight to meeting it done right now and everything. And when you hold on tight, it actually makes it so things can't flow into place. And so when I was just let it go and just trusted there was plenty of time, everybody else was to hold, able to do their part.
2: I'm just writing down, hold on tight. I'm taking notes. Holding on tight doesn't allow a flow. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a really good ah. thing. I think that's where we get our overwhelm too—that we're trying to contain and hold time. It's not a tangible thing, but we think we can hold on to it anyway. The memories and and whatnot—we we go back and relive our memories, and instead of just letting them be a part of us. Um, you know, there's a place to relive our memories if they're good ones but the negative memories I think we live in them too often too long and mm-hmm. and we hold on tight and it stops us from progressing when we're holding on tight we can't move forward so
3: um sure there's the opposite as well when you're so focused yes. on what you want to make it so focused on the future and how you think it should be instead of just living in the moment and you know there's a time to create what you want to be and then you let you come back and you live in this moment
2: yes that's good too In in the neuro neuro linguistic patterns program programming the NLP I'll just say NLP there's a a concept called time dynamics where you move along your timeline and change your neural patterns, your uh, pathways in your brain to make them support you better. And so, I, I love this concept of time. It's really fantastic. Okay, we're gonna have to t- take a- another break now. You're listening to the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio. We're l- layers of communication. I'm your host Lydia Taggart, and we're visiting with Michelle Lewis
0: today about time. Stay close. Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters in forming a united front against big oil, big coal and the Keystone XL Pipeline, and she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in Books 4 and 5. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes, and she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayeweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R, and play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love.
4: Hi, my name is Myra Fox, and I am a survivor. I am the founder of the Castle Lewis I Survived Foundation and the author of a series of books entitled I Survived a Murder Untold, which tells the story of my sister and I who were abandoned and left in the care of a woman who beat us repeatedly unfortunately it resulted in the death of my sister castle lewis which is revealed in a page to page chilling story after spending time in the foster care system i've documented my suffering and my loss and ultimately my survival i'm blessed to work daily in my community and surrounding areas to give back by helping others and feeding the homeless i want to spread awareness of the dangers of abuse you can purchase my books and contribute to the Castle Lewis I Survived Foundation by visiting www.castlelewis.com or you can call us at 540-999-8401. Thank you.
2: Welcome back to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Radio, and the BBM Global Network. This is Layers of Communication, and I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. You can find us at lydiataggart.com. You can email me at lydia at lydiataggart.com. And if you feel like calling in, we would love to have you do that. The number is 1-866-451-1451. Today we're visiting with Michelle Lewis about time. And Michelle, I would like to ask you to share a story about um, how this new relationship with time, being able to enjoy it, do you have an experience you can share with us of how it has changed your life and your relationships with other people?
0: Well,
3: I've mentioned a lot of it. um, One of the things is just, I, I was I was working on business stuff, and I had these ideas of things that I wanted to do, and it was at the end of the night, and I was sitting, and I, well, not even the end of the night, like towards the end of the day, like evening time, we'd had dinner, and I was sitting there, and I was just watching a movie with my family, and that little idea of oh, you're supposed to be doing something else, or what about this in your business, and what about this in your business, and what about this? And I just started getting that flood of overwhelm again, all of those thoughts, like all of the things that I wanted to do. And I have, I I try to carry a notebook with me so I can just jot things down really quickly, but I also just trust that the information will come back. So if I don't have a notebook, I'm just like, oh, that idea will come back around when I'm ready to work on it. And I acknowledged that, you know what, I've done a lot today. I did a lot on my business. I accomplished my goals. And these things can wait. I have plenty of time to do them tomorrow. And then I chose into enjoying my moment with my kids. And I think that's one of the most important things we can do is just choose to enjoy where we're at. We only have one life to live. We only have this moment. Every moment counts. And you can choose in every moment whether or not you enjoy where you're at or want to focus on all the other things calling your attention. And I chose to let it go. I chose to recognize there was more time. And when I went back and did those things the next day, I had so much more clarity than I could have ever had if I would have left my family and then added that guilt to not spending time with them. And... I just ended up with so much more clarity doing my thing. And sometimes when we're stuck in a thing, and we're like, oh, this isn't working. This this part of what I'm doing, like, especially with websites. That's where I seem to get that most frustrating thing going on. I'm like, eh, it's just not working. how I want it to work. And I just remind uh-huh. myself I have plenty of time. I put it away. And when I come back the next time, all the ideas, everything starts working.
2: Yes, and, and that's a good time to go do dishes, too. If you don't have a family or somebody to to be with, you can take a break. And then, um, you know, studies show that when you leave your stressful moment and come back, then it is much easier, much more clear and smooth, smooth and... Um, there's a lot of studies on how things are invented and these genius brains need to take a break and go do something else and just sit for a minute. So, and to choose in. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Michelle, I am super excited for your retreat in April. I know you've got a lot of other things happening, This one in April, I get to come and present at. I'm so excited. So um, would you tell our audience where they can find us and find you for this retreat and whatever other things you've got going on?
3: I can. I have a website. It's heartandspiritretreats.com. And that's heart, like the word heart, H-E-A-R-T, the letter N, the word spirit, the word retreats.com. And there is a contact form there, or you can email um, Michelle with 1L, michelle at heartandspiritretreats.com. And we have, there's a retreat in March in Leighton, Utah. There is the mother-daughter retreat that you were presenting at, which we're so excited about, in Yay, April. And, and somewhere in the Provo area. And... I have tons of ideas for future retreats. I am working with people one-on-one to um, do soul healing so that they can recognize their worth. But also I'm doing some time management and creation things so that people can actually start receiving what they want and have plenty of time to do it.
2: Yes, I love that. Time management and creation is It's so key because, um, like I've said before on the show, time is just over everything. You can't do anything without time. Time is always there. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things to say is time's always there for me. It's always, it's never going to leave me alone and abandon me. It's, It's one of my very best friends. Time is always there for me, always got my back. And um, I am super excited about this retreat in April. My daughter's going to come. My mom might come. That was really surprising that my mom said she's going to see if she can come too. I'm just super excited this time to take time for our family and our relationships to, to build those relationships. And you do that for people. You provide opportunities for us to really focus and choose in to developing our relationships so um, are there any other things that you would want our audience to know? We're, we're wrapping up here. Is there one more little nugget that you want our audience to know about?
3: Yeah, I want you to know that you don't have to do it all yourself, that you have plenty of time to do it. But it's also having plenty of time also allows other people to support you. You have physical people to support you. You have angels to support you. Um, the universe, whatever you believe in as far as higher powers to support you, you don't have
2: to do it alone. Right, and we never are alone. So why don't we just choose to have that help? Because they're always there anyway. Right? Right?
3: They're just standing (laughs) around waiting for us. Might as well use them. Yeah, I
2: love the family circle little uh, cartoons where they have the kid and the, the grandma or whatever, their little guardian angel is chasing after them. And you know, I think I can see that with all of us. It's not just for kids. We, we think that we grow up, but we're still just kids. I, I believe we're all children of God and we're still growing our entire lives. And we still have that guardian angel chasing after us. Um let's let them help let and so many times i have so many human physical guardian angels helping and they're always there too um mm-hmm. michelle thank you so much for being with us we can find you at heartandspiritretreats.com, and and um We're going to take our last break of this show today. And I loved visiting with you. Maybe you can come back on again another time, Michelle. So this is TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and the BBM Global Network. This is Layers of Communication. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. Stay close.
0: Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, Every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted, and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, no, there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage, that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy. Horses. Mystical. Present. Past. And future. All in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified Elite Life Coach, a Washington State Certified Counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life.
2: Welcome back to the BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. This is Layers of Communication, and I'm your host, Lydia Taggart. I'm so glad you could spend this time with me today. Um, Before the break, we were talking about how guardian angels and just the support system, whatever you want to call it, there is support there for you, no matter if you're looking for it or not. It's there, and... um, one of my guardian angels I know is my brother Bryce. He passed away a few years ago. And you know, this is the thing about time. You never really know how much time you have on earth. We don't always have the luxury. My brother died from colon cancer. And he was so young that they didn't test. They didn't think that it would be a thing for him because he was he was only like 30 years old. And so they were saying things like it's probably lactose intolerance or, you know, just did all this other stuff before they thought, well, maybe it could be colon cancer. And um, because, you know, that's for older people. And so it just wasn't something that people would think about. But in his last moments, his last, oh, I think it was like three days before he passed away. I was over there helping him get ready to go to his his last doctor appointment. And I was trying to hurry because I didn't want him to be late. And I had arrived there late. And so he had these... um, socks like really tight socks to help his legs get circulation and stuff and I was trying to shove these socks onto his leg and he said ah you're hurting me slow down slow down and this phrase "Slow down I use this with my kids a lot when we are you know trying I have one Merrick he is such a spaz he's always in spaz mode and just bouncing off the walls and going crazy all the time and so are like, how do you, how do you calm down? Like, you can't just say calm down. That doesn't compute, right? Because it's a fun day and life is great. And the way we calm down is to slow down. And how we can enjoy life more is to slow down. And so I slowed down. I stopped. And I, of course, I apologized that I was hurting him. I didn't want to hurt him. I just wanted to hurry and get him to his appointment on time and he looked in my eyes and he says i don't have much time and i was like i know i'm trying to hurry and he said no i don't have much time it's almost time for me to go and he said i love you i appreciate you i just want you to know that i really love and appreciate you And about five seconds later, somebody knocked on the door and they were going to take him to his appointment. And that brief moment is edged in my mind as the last time that I was with my brother alone. We don't always have the luxury to know when our time is coming up. And yes, I called cancer a luxury because not everybody gets that chance to say I'm almost out of time. Please take the time to make sure your priorities are in order. Make sure people you love know that you love them. You are worth it. And so are they. Next week, we're going to be talking with Lori Schoenfield about recognizing your inner voice. Make it a great week. Contact me at LydiaTaggart.com and we'll see you then.
1: You've been listening to Layers of Communication with your host, Lydia Taggart. Tune in next week as we break through the layers in order to communicate and connect down to your core on Lydia Taggart's Layers of
0: Communication. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network.